Blog Talk Radio. Polynesia, Sea Islands, and things like that. And we're so glad that Hunter to tune in one more again to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. Whether Hunter to dear you, you dear out, you and then cross the world, the Yeti we. we so glad that Hunter Chillin know who the Gullah Geechee to be. And upon this year program, we keep upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. This year, the Queen Quet, the Chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and hostess for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. So, since this year, we close out for 2017. We won't quine on and get a more silence for we ancestors them. All of them were created their songs or spiritual and things like that. Who name and thing we not see tall tower, for no people and thing chucked down. But for a song that they still there in we saw. So this should be that we take a moment. A silence for all of them. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Because this is our closeout for Black Music Month, and we want to focus on music and movements. This song came to me over the past several weeks due to all of what many of us are re-witnessing going on throughout the United States with police brutality, murders, killings, 
all in the streets, all of the mass incarceration. And many of us will recall these words from back in the 60s and the 70s. People were making message music, one might call it today, that you don't hear this kind of thing currently. We heard it again in the 90s. And maybe it's time that we start to tune in and talk about just what we're hearing out there because no longer are we hearing it just in Ohio. We're hearing it all over the place. So, Ozzy Brothers, help me out.
dead in the eye. And they beat people bloody and to death to season them because they were too strong going to be able to sell them because people weren't going to want to buy them because people weren't going to be able to control them. So the thing that has sustained black folks around the world due to in these situations of oppression due to the oppression and hostility they faced would have sustained many mentally and now that we see that people have taken on emulating their oppressors they are now falling apart even mentally and you have a number of people that are now collapsing under the weight of day-to-day survival issues because they have not only post-traumatic slave syndrome but then post-traumatic stress disorder on top of that already existing syndrome of the collective due to the fact that they know that every day that they leave their homes, whether on foot or in a car, they are liable to be seen as prey that can be shot down. Isaac said, why? How could you run? Tell me why. How could you run? Some people run away from the truth. Many still do. And I often ask, why? How can you do that? How can you sit here and continue to contribute to the economic viability of a city that wants to do death tourism, that wants people to come and visit the place in which someone was murdered or nine people were assassinated, murdered. I call it playing in people's blood. We just dealt with Juneteenth. We just dealt with the Emanuel Nine commemorations, and there are so many people that now have dovetailed onto what should be a sacred time of memorial. They have turned it into a tourist attraction doing tours and lectures and things around the death of nine people in Charleston. Walter Scott's murder site is not a tourist attraction, but Emmanuel AME is because it sits in the heart of downtown Charleston and all the hotels right there in walking distance. So people have continued to exploit places of black death, black holocaust, and then if you speak out against it, here come the soldiers marching to tell you how you're in the wrong, how you should be calm, and how you should mourn this but get past it. Brother Philando's God Bless the Dead Mother, her voice was all that I could hear as I started to realize we were approaching that bridge in Machine Gun or Ohio, as the song the Ozzy Brothers sang. And you all couldn't clearly hear the first part of what she was saying. But I know this show, you're probably wondering how come it was so explicit tonight, is because I played what she said, uncensored, unaltered. Many of us have had the censored version of the U.S. Civil Rights Movement. You have had the altered and edited versions of it. 
And most of that means it amounts to all that you could tell me about the civil rights movement is that there was a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., God bless the dead, and that he was the leader and that he did the I Have a Dream speech. And many of you don't even go into the depth of the full speech. You take the little 10, 15-second clip of the television commercial and says, I have a dream this afternoon. Or you want to do reconciliation so you love the part about the brotherhood of man will become a reality in this day with this faith. See, I know this speech because I've repeated the speech over and over in life. I've presented the speech at candlelight vigils. I know the speech, and I know that the speech had more depth to it. It was truly, that was the tail end of it. Earlier on, the journey to how that speech got made tells the totality of the story of why Dr. King was also assassinated because he talked about the check that America had never paid. And see, Dr. King's meetings were never without music. In fact, the Dr. King that we knew in the Sea Islands, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, because he used to come right here, we had a diet, from Centelna Island, a thing like that. It had meat in the thing right here. People sang, and when they sang, they sang songs of freedom. They sang the same songs we continue to sing in the bush over the brush over the praise house in the church. The spirituals that are officially the music of the Gullah Geechee Nation that then became freedom songs as people marched to the words and to the movement that Dr. King was leading, that many of you don't hear about. I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. As I said to a group last night, nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No Lincolnian emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennesonian or Johnsonian civil rights bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood his own emancipation proclamation. Let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage. Somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black. Ugly and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure. High. Ah, 
but I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out, Yes, I'm black, I'm proud of it, I'm black and beautiful.
We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. I play that song and dedicate it truly to Brother Philando's mom, to Walter Scott's mom, because to know that your sons have been shot down in the street on videotape and shot down by people that are called, uh, what do they call them even, public servants? I haven't seen that in my lifetime. So the times that I've seen someone in uniform that was at least there looking like they were doing the job of protecting the community were Gullah Geechee men who had decided that when they came home from the military, they were going to stay militaristic in the legal sense in the U.S. and don a sheriff's uniform could then be the ones that when there's a community celebration, they wanted to work those hours in that location to help protect their people. But now we have to look at why. Not only because this is their culture and their community and they want to celebrate with us, but also because they know that they may need to diffuse the situation with their own blue wall and protect their own people from the guns of the people they work with and who wear the same uniform. Everywhere the uniform ain't blue, so we ain't got to just talk about the blue wall. There's a wall. But all of us can lift one another, and we can hike up over the wall together, and we can reach our arm back down and get the last one or two people and pull them up over the wall if we are strong enough to stand together and be united. And this is why you saw on the images, the videos, when the Civil Rights Movement documentary show, I know y'all say, oh, ain't January, ain't Black History Month. Every day is Black History Month. Every day is Black Her Story Month. Every day we need to honor people like Ella Baker, who that song is named for, Ella's song, that Sweet Honey and the Rock sings so eloquently and effectively and clearly so that no one might misunderstand or not get the message that we who believe in freedom cannot rest. We have nothing to be ashamed about with our culture and our cultural community, as Dr. King said in his speech, because the point is that our culture and our cultural community at one point recognized the collective. There were always some of us that wasn't about nobody but themselves. That's how there is a transatlantic slave trade with people complicit in it that look just like the black cargo and the black gold that went on board. But the point is today would be no different. Some say, oh, I wouldn't be in slavery. I would run. I would fight. I would this. No, some of you would end up being Cato, the character on Underground, that would turn around and see if you could make a bargain and a deal with Lawrence. You didn't have to go into bondage. Everybody else was fair game. And so now, if you recognize the collective, you realize you're fair game. Walking or riding, you know that you know one of these people are getting grant money for this term that I do not appreciate in the least, at risk. You are at risk because you have melanin in your skin. That someone would think that your value is not equal to that value of someone who doesn't have that. Oh, that's right, because at one point there was a three-fifths clause that said that any Negroes were only three-fifths human beings. 
not five-fifths, make, which make one, which make one whole. I'm a mathematician by degrees. There's no logic that never was before I ever got my degree. When I first heard that in school, I questioned it. Teachers never had a clear answer for me because the clear answer would have been, this is racism. This is helping to construct race. And then as we construct race and label people Negro and black, we then will also ensure that we will propagandize our machine that we're building to ensure that if you hear Negro, if you hear black, if you hear African, it will be like Pavlov dog. You have a negative reaction to the sound of it. You have the negative reaction to seeing it even when you look in the mirror. You will become self-hating. You will hate your community so much that you say, well, what they're doing to that other person over there, they ain't none of my business. See, I don't want to get involved. But what if it was your son? What if it was your daughter? What was your mama? Yeah, I'm talking to folks' mama. What if it was your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your niece, your nephew, your aunt, your uncle? Would you care if others had that same attitude and opinion? I don't want to get involved. Or would you want them to get involved? Would you want those drums to sound loudly? Because when we start to talk about music and movements, remember that in most of the movements that black people have around the world, you associate some type of music with it. We associate some movement of the body with it. Look at the South African boot dance. Aha. Uh-huh. Remember Sarafina. If you weren't around to see it, if you weren't in the streets also protesting against apartheid, in South Africa, go back, look up some videotapes of Stevie Wonder and the songs he made and the protests he did. By the way, that's the same man that was instrumental in getting there to be a Dr. Martin Luther King holiday, which is when y'all start hearing these speeches usually in January. That's why I said, oh, ain't January. Oh, yeah, oh, it ain't Black History Month, which is February. Okay, right. For you who believe that this show is not at the right time, this is June. This is Black Music Month. So when we start to talk about movements and we talk about the civil rights movement, we think of the spirituals, which people, some of them people denote as work songs that became the march songs, that became what they categorize as the freedom songs, the folk music of the time that people took from the sea islands, took it out into the streets with them. The drums were beating prior to the apartheid protests that mimicked much of what they'd seen on reels that came out of the U.S. and the civil rights movement. In fact, the drums were still playing from the time of 1739 when Cato started and led the Stono Rebellion, the Stono Rising, here down the King's Highway, from what is now Charleston County through Carleton County, here through heading through Beaufort County, going on down through Jasper County, heading on through all the coastal empire of Georgia, heading on, getting to Gracia Real de Santa Teresa de Mose, Fort Mose, and St. Augustine. Hence why the 1740 Enslavement Code said that no Africans are to play the drums. No Africans were to meet. Three of them could not meet without a European, a white person, overseer, present. Couldn't be a driver. 
who is usually an African person as well. And you want to read, you want to write, you want to own land. So when we talk now about movements of protecting land and holding on to it, anyone who follows us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, if, you, or if you're following the Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, if you follow Gullah Geechee Nation.com, these are our sources to beat the drum so that you can hear, to blow the conch so that you can hear and that you can be aware. You'll take note if you're following us on social media that we posted an article today with my photo standing outside the Chapel of Ease here on St. Helena Island's first image you see. But the story's title is African Americans Have Lost Untold Acres of Farmland Over the Last Century. And the sub the subcontext is in many instances an obscure legal loophole is to blame. Leah Douglas wrote this article over the course of the last six to nine months. And it primarily ends up focusing and honing in on the horrific situation that the Allen family, who you've heard on this station, who started the Fort Allen movement off of Hilton Head Island, where I was last week receiving the Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week proclamation. And many of you who've watched the video at GullahGeecheeNation.com or TV, you see that... We also mentioned that they started up a Gullah Land Preservation Task Force. It's a little bit too late for that on Hilton Head. But someone else would say, well, every little bit counts. So it all depends on what perspective you have on the matter. I am prayerfully focused on this being something that could be a mechanism through which some things get reversed because there truly needs to be a reversal in the direction that many black folk are going. We love the music. I love Black Music Month, and I wish that all I could do during Black Music Month was to watch music documentaries and turn on my music and blast it out my door and blast it out my windows as I drove from place to place. But there is more to our music than just the kind that you dance to, than just the bass hitting your center of your core and you wanting to move as we do in the motherland. There is more to you twerking and doing things of this nature, dropping it like it's hot. There's a whole lot more to our music, and we need to return to the depth of it and not continue with this base-level shallowness where folks are constantly simply talking about sex and sexual practices and what they want to do next in that arena. That is the lowest level of your existence, which goes back to then people saying you're only three-fifths of a human being and not a whole person because you are not then using your intellect and your soul, your spirit to elevate to another level beyond something that your cat and your dog can do. They can reproduce. What are you producing? Who are you producing? Are you producing those that will be like your ancestors that were like Cato and Denmark Vesey 
and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and El Hajj Malik Shabazz and Ella Baker, Fannie Lou Hamer, Ida B. Wells, and Zinga, Harriet Tubman, Marvin Betch, Ernestine Tobias Felder. Are you producing people who were uncompromising? Dr. Yusuf and Klein, in their stand for freedom? Are you producing people that have the artistic ability to present music or to present poetry, but present something that has a message to it? Now, of course, I'm talking about people in their totality and with all their complexity, being people of African descent around the world, children of the African diaspora, black folk. So, of course, we want some celebratory music. Someone said to me once before, and you've heard me say it on the station before, if your movement ain't got no drums and ain't got no music, I ain't going to be part of that movement. And I nodded in agreement with her as we said this sitting at Medgar Evers College. Are we going to have uncompromising future generations that continue to hold on to land that can either be heirs property or individually provide them with the intellectual information that lets them under and understand how land is always an asset, how you do wealth building from the ownership of land, not leveraging your land for somebody else's mortgage and barring against the bank, which is one of the things that I see in this article that we posted today. There is so much that quote about there's nothing you can do with your land. That is part of a propaganda campaign to tell you there's nothing you can do with your land. The bottom line is we have to learn to lock arms, and we have to learn to march together, work together, chilling, don't you get weary, great camp meeting in the promised land. This is how you accomplish things, and people can do every and anything to economically empower the entire family if the family would reunite. So do not get yourself inundated with these lawyers and these people who have just gone to college to study who you are and now got a job at a nonprofit organization telling you what you can't do, telling you for a fact that we have family land that we've been collectively able to hold on to since 1862 and still working on it, still doing things with it. There ain't no such a thing as we say. If I can't do nothing with them like that. Someone tells you that and you believe it, you just drank the poisoned Kool-Aid. The real issue is getting us together. And don't ever be fooled and think that everybody who was of African descent in South Africa for it. Don't ever be fooled into thinking that every black person who was alive in the 50s and our 60s were out there marching, fighting, sitting in, standing up, even signing petitions because it's a lie. They were not. Many were sitting at home watching stuff when they come on the news or looking for the newspaper or hiding and cowering in their houses, hoping that nobody ride through there that night to snatch nobody out the house to lynch them. So this is why we can come forward while going backwards, and I don't mean in the way of the Sankofa verse. We definitely, this is a 360-degree situation in the sense that 
black people are still being lynched, just that the manner in which they're being lynched is being videotaped or shown live to us. And it's being done in a way that people haven't attributed to lynching in the past. Where before you think lynching, you automatically think a body is hanging from a tree. Usually, lynching is defined as a mob killing of somebody, and more often not by hanging for an alleged offense. They say with or without a trial. But now they've gotten to the point where they also now are calling lynching an extrajudicial punishment by an informal group. It is most often used to characterize informal public executions by a mob in order to punish an alleged transgressor or to intimidate a group. I paused intentionally so that you could hear that clearly. Lynching is an extrajudicial punishment by an informal group. See, it sounds different when you don't hear the word mob, just an informal group. In the case of these soldiers marching that's in these uniforms of various kinds that's coming shooting down folks as they pull them over for traffic stops and murdering people. That group ain't so informal. But it sure is an extrajudicial punishment because they've been your judge, jury, and the literal executioner right there on site at the spot. Lynching is an extrajudicial punishment by an informal group. It is most often used to characterize informal public executions. Informal public executions. What a way to put this terminology. By the way, I'm reading you this from Wikipedia. find it quite intriguing. It is most often used to characterize informal public executions by a mob in order to punish an alleged transgressor. Yeah, transgression. What is your transgression? Remember I said about walking or riding? Your transgression is walking or driving while black. This is not a new thing. This transgression can be speaking out against this. This, trans- this transgression can be what Philando's mom just said over the airwaves here and over the airwaves everywhere where she cursed out everybody that she possibly could. Then she said it's enough, and if it was up to her, it would be on right now. This is used to what? To intimidate a group. What group? The black group, the black folks. We need y'all stay in y'all place. We need you get back, back there where you used to be, remember? Black, get back. Then they go on to say there's an extreme form of an informal group social control, such as Sherivari, Skimmington, riding the rail and tarring and feathering, but with a drift toward the public spectacle. The public spectacle has this type of lynching not become a global public spectacle that now people are watching people get murdered 
and then they go in and they can be juries and they can still find the person that they watch shooting and shooting and shooting people in the back, shooting and shooting and shooting into a car that had a child and a woman in there with the man. The man is talking to y'all with sense, and you still just go and fire in on the man and overcross the woman and the child. The bullet could easily ricochet and kill everybody in the car and kill the child back there. But they were black. That's that group that we intimidating. That's a group. And we need to keep in control and we are going to make a spectacle of them. So everybody can see this is how we keep ours in check. This is how we keep ours in check. Now if you go and you look up this word lynching and Wikipedia they say to you under the history section that the legal and cultural antecedents of American lynching were carried across the Atlantic by migrants from the British Isles to colonial North America. Y'all can go on from there. Collective violence. There was a collective consciousness before that did not promote the violence. There was a there were groups of those in the collective consciousness of the nonviolent civil rights movement, but there was also the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee that made it clear that they still they were on that margin between Dr. King and Malik Shabazz. Most of you would say Malcolm X, because they wouldn't say we are nonviolent with those who are nonviolent with us, but we ain't gonna be nonviolent with those who are violent with us. And now, here we are. Instead of being in the Black Music Month, being able to just beat the drums because we're in celebration, not just being able to celebrate freedom and recall such folks as Cato and the other 20 to 25 and golden men and their marches to freedom. Instead of me being able to just come on here and start having interviews with my people who will be part of the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival this year, August the 4th through the 6th, for we ancestors. Instead, I thought it not robbery to take this time to come on here to use this last Monday of June 2017 to acknowledge the fact that we are not blind and we are not peaceful about witnessing and sitting back watching our people continue to die and others just running away from the truth. How can you run? Run when you know. How can you run? Run when you know. You got to tell me. Tell me. Email me to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com and tell me. Hit up Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook. Tell me. We need to under and overstand where you stand because there needs to be music in this movement and it seems like it needs to be the drums again. Drums of freedom need to sound because this needs to stop. The lynching, murdering of black folks needs to stop. I give you homework. Listen to some Gil Scott Heron, Winter in America, because although we have a 90-degree heat, over 100 degrees is a heat index here in the Sea Islands. It truly feels like we're back to it being winter in America. And the Gullah Geechee Nation, keep your heads up, but keep your eyes open. Take care of your family, take care of your community. Hold it down. And I pray that we'll continue 
unite in the circle, expand and stand together as we still beat our drums of unity, self-determination, human rights, because we know we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. I'm looking forward to the entire family joining us here, all people of African descent, joining us here on historic St. Helena Island for the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival for we ancestors. So we will have the largest drumming ceremony ever to them on Sunday, August the 6th, the first Sunday in August. But prior to that, July 29th is our launch of Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week at Historic Mesquita Beach, where music we could just go to and dance and party and have a good time. And that's what we want to be able to do on July the 29th, because we do need to get together to heal from a lot of what we've heard and what we're seeing. But it is important what you take into your spirit, to your eye gate, your ear gate, and most of all, it's what comes out of you. you got to speak truth, and we can't keep running. You know what's going on. need to stand up for somebody. Stand up for something, or your life really ain't worth living. So please go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, follow our events there. You can follow us at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E, ain't no I in Geechee for the week, Gullah Geechee at Instagram and on Twitter. Also, make sure to follow GullahGeecheeNation.com, and you can follow Gullah Geechee Nation on our Facebook fan page as well as following the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors this radio broadcast every week. And follow Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook as well. And we want to say thank you, thank you to all the hundred children who done the follow we and who the stand with we took. Who done the members or going on you and the stand up for truth. So you can become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition by going to Gullah dot N-E-T. And once again, you can email us at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. When we come back to you in July, we'll be sharing a lot more information on what's going on throughout Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week and the various things that are going to be going on up and down the coast for July 29th all the way through August the 6th. But at right now, make sure that on a plan for Gwine with we to Skeeter Beach, July 29th, and then coming for this, your journey, for we ancestors right to the Centel Norman, August 4th through the 6th, you can go online to gullahgeechee.info, gullahgeechee.info if you want go. And you can also go to eventbrite.com and look up all of our different Gullah Geechee Family Day at Mosquito Beach and the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival. We continue to sound the drums for freedom and for our people to unite, stand together for your self-determination, and don't ever let somebody else Take away your dignity. As Dr. King said, we have nothing to be ashamed about with our culture. We need to learn what our culture is, and that was collective. And it was about the family standing together and the family protecting one another. And so we used to police one another as well. We need to start policing the police too. 
and we need to be like Ida B. Wells and the black newspapers and document the injustices so that people don't just say to you in the Western world, oh, it's just conjecture, you're just saying things. They like it when you write it down. And so you have a ledger of this, but you need to know what the laws are and how those laws are defined before you know whether or not they infringe upon your rights as an individual. So we got to read, we got to share, we got to speak. So I so much appreciate each and every one of you that listen in to this radio program and you come out to activities and events or you send messages from time to time and you let me know that having this show is not in vain. And I pray that my life's living is not in vain either. So I truly appreciate all of the listeners around the world who download this to your iPhones, to your tablets, to your pads, that you have subscribed via iTunes. I was so elated that Google sent us an alert the other day for Gullah Geechee, and it actually was them sending out the fact that Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio was available on iTunes for free. They sent that out around the world to folks who had Gullah Geechee as an alert, and that was a blessing to come this far, truly, by faith. And so I appreciate all of you who have continued to make sure that we keep this show going on and on. A way for we for know what a going on done you. But stay strong. Keep your drums in your heart blaring. And continue to move toward a day where the entire world is free. Thank you, thank you, all the hundred chillin' for taking your time for tuning in with me. This year the Queen Quit. Head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad he hung a tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Enjoy the rest of Black Music Month for True. Hope to see some of you here next Saturday and Sunday evening at the Touch of Class on St. Helena Island as well, where we'll have a Gullah Geechee community celebration with the legendary Mr. Titan of Archie Bell. The music continues, and our freedom does too. Stand up. Dance, dance like David Dance. Blow your horns and let these walls of Jericho come down where we stand together, united and free. Peace and blessings, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.